So Nick here, we're here today to talk about family-owned businesses and the steps that the owners can take to prepare their businesses for sale, in particular the due diligence process, which I know you uh, deal with on a regular basis. What do you find is one of the main issues that crop up? I would say there are probably four or five key issues that a buyer will look into um, when first of all assessing whether to buy that business or the value. So the first one will be the company structure, just making sure that's the best tends to be more tax-led, so I won't really go into that anymore, but just making sure that the business is structured in a way that you would expect to see. There's nothing abnormal in there. Um, there's then the customers and the suppliers. Just make sure you've got the proper agreements in place with them and you're not over-reliant upon one particular supplier or one particular customer. That's something that tends to put off buyers. A clean debtor list as well. Um, you tend to find the debtor list gets a bit aged when you've got problems with your contracts. So you tend to find if your contracts are fine, your debtor list tends to be fine, but it's just making sure that's cleaned up. You're chasing your debtors, you've got your correct process in place. There's nothing there that's going to alarm a buyer to say that perhaps, you know, agreements aren't going to be fulfilled or debts aren't going to be paid. Um, another key area is any disputes. And again, that tends to link to the previous two things that I've mentioned there. So with the debtors and also with the customer agreements, um, you want to make sure that if there are any disputes that they are properly dealt with, try and avoid them at all costs if you can by having proper agreements in place and complying with them. But yeah, if you do have disputes, make sure you clear them up as best that you can. Um, you've got a reason or an explanation from them if a buyer comes and there is a dispute that's ongoing. Uh, you've got a, a plan as to get out of that dispute or where that's going to end. Then there's intellectual property rights. A lot of people, especially in this day and age with the, the tech, um, and everything that's going online, you'd be surprised how many people don't actually know who owns their domain name or, or, or if they, you know what that domain name is, what they do with it. Uh, a buyer will want to see that there's either an agreement in place for that intellectual property if it's not yours or that it is properly protected by way of trademark applications or a patent if that is necessary. Uh, a big one tends to be websites, making sure you actually own your website if you're reliant on, on trade via your website or at least there is some sort of agreement in place in respect of the use of that domain name. And the final one really that I would say is probably the biggest is something that you're very familiar with anyway, Christine, is employees. Yes. You know, I tend to find that employees can be your biggest asset, but also your biggest liability if they go wrong. So I think that's probably one for you to answer. What, what do you find is an issue arising from employment in the due diligence stage? Principally, it tends to be employment contracts. With family-owned businesses, you often have uh, individuals that have risen through the ranks and are still on a very simple uh, Section 1 of the Employment Rights Act statement contract, which doesn't contain the full protection um, that businesses can need as they become more and more successful. And that's something that the buyers will want uh, moving forward. We like to put in, and we would always recommend that you have in strong clauses dealing with confidentiality, as once the employment relationship comes to an end, no confidential information apart from trademarks are protected post-termination restrictions, limiting what work the employee can carry out um, when they've moved on, uh, and also garden leave um, and payment in lieu of notice clauses uh, that can ensure that you can get people out of the business as soon as possible if the relationship becomes toxic. Mm -hmm. It's also important to consider when you're going to carry out this review, 
regardless of whether you're going down the assets purchase route or the share purchase route, you're either going to have um, a consultation process that will have to be undertaken with the employees uh, in order to secure a change to the terms and conditions of employment. And with the asset purchase in particular, you need to make sure there's a lot of clear blue water between that happening and any sale, because the cheaper provisions uh, state that you cannot uh, make any changes to terms and conditions if it's as a result of a, a proposed transfer. So doing this early on and making sure that you have full um, and uh, protective contracts in place will be really key for your for the buyer when looking at the employment contracts as part of the due diligence process. I suppose it's like with anything, the, the things that I've mentioned and also the things that you've mentioned with regard to the employment contracts, it's preparation is the key, isn't it? It's making sure that you don't wake up overnight and decide that you want to sell that business because maybe you know you can't pass it on to a next generation or the next generation doesn't want to take that on. We always say to family business owners that the best thing to do is prepare for at least three to five years in advance, especially as that there tends to be um, certain areas that arise within a period of time. And the key one here I can mention is furlough fraud, uh, you know, and furlough itself. And, and these are key areas. I've just done a transaction myself whereby, you know, you get a whole host of new warranties in that relates to furlough, COVID as well. Um, but also you see a lot about it in the news about things that, are, that have gone wrong. So this to me seems like it's going to be a big area going forward for the next probably, you know, six, however many years that people need to make sure that they get it right now so things don't arise later on in any eventual sale. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? HMRC have made it clear that they are looking to, to recoup all of the sums that have been misclaimed and there is wild numbers being banded around about what they're hoping to recover. A specific task force has been set up who are going to focus on reviewing what businesses have done and we're recommending to sellers take the time to look at what documents you had in place, what consents you had in place, when people have been back to work to make sure that the proper guidance at the time was followed. And if it wasn't, and, and let's face it, many employers made mistakes, the rules and the law was changing at such a rapid pace that mistakes may have been made. And although the self-reporting window has closed with HMRC, forewarned is forearmed, make sure that you know what potential liability is going to be. And it's not going to be an easy task because there were so many different permutations of the scheme and that's certainly something we can help with. But that way you will know what defence you have to put in place if you do get audited and also with the warranties and liabilities that you're providing um, you'll know exactly what potential risks they may be and that's certainly one of my top tips what do you find are your top tips for businesses in preparing for sale i would say that no matter when that sale is about to happen whether you're starting to prepare now or there is something down the line five or six years perhaps is be prepared get your procedures your policies your contracts get everything in place now keep them under constant review and make sure that if you're asked a due diligence question that you can so easily send that document over from a specialist folder as a solicitor acting for a buyer in any due diligence process there is nothing worse than having to wait weeks for something that should be so accessible and it does ring alarm bells to be honest because you do start to question if, if they're that disorganized with the paperwork is that going to lead to disputes is that going to lead to debts not being paid and these are all things that we will raise with the buyer of any family business and also it's, it's get a proper team of advisors around you look at your accountant look at your financial advisor look at your lawyer make sure that everyone is fully up to speed with what you want what are your goals what are your aspirations where do you want to get to because that you will make sure that you've got the things that i mentioned previously about the due diligence you'll they will all be fine and you should sail through that process and i suppose the final thing that i would say is 
listen to your advisors. All transactions are different. You might have a friend that's gone through a similar process or a, co a contact. Um, the amount of times that we hear, you know, my mate down the pub says, forget about that. Just listen to what, what your advisors are saying. And I suppose my final top tip will be go to the dedicated family business page of our website. We've got so much information facts on there that will be able to help any family business owner or speak to one of the specialist family business team here at Brabness. That's great. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks, Christine.